Hello and welcome to Bad Songwriter Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Holmquist. We're here today with Rhett Madison uh, to talk about some bad songs. <laughs> How's it going? Ooh, it's it's pretty good. Um, I'm I'm honestly I'm excited to kind of go go down memory lane and look through these songs. So thanks for giving me the opportunity to do that. <laughs> You're so welcome. I feel like generally the older I've gotten, I love a trip down memory lane and some nostalgia but especially during the pandemic when there's like not a lot else going on (laughs) (laughs) yes I definitely find just like reliving reliving some stories is uh, Mm -hmm. getting me through there's only so much television I can watch (laughs) very true um yeah I've been clinging to my youth even though I'm I would still say I'm young, but um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> years where I could be young and out and about, I'm really clinging to. <laughs> right. I know. There are some nights where I'm feeling sad and I'm like watching an old like live performance video and I'm like, shows. <laughs> yes. Wait, I've, okay, this is so embarrassing. I have done that. There's some days where I've gotten, it's been rare, but there's some days where I've gotten pretty, like I've just like really missed being on stage with the band yeah. and I've definitely watched me like sing backgrounds for a friend and been like, that was such a fun night. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm some dude who like won his football championship like 40 years ago and like has never let go of it and like my partner walked in one day and was like are you watching yourself like sing a duet or like backgrounds at a live performance and I'm like honey like I miss doing my job so much like this is so embarrassing I just need this moment yes I am (laughs) yeah I feel the same way I'm like am I just like looking back on the good old days but it's also like you know this is an unprecedented time and like who would have ever thought that there would be like no shows at all right not really a thing that has has happened before so yeah I definitely took just you know the ease of being able to go see multiple live concerts you know just in a local music community like multiple nights a week for granted and yeah I definitely won't be doing that moving forward I'll be at everybody's show I know. (laughs) I know. I'm wondering how, I mean, you know, it makes me feel like pretty good about thinking about like DIY shows and like local shows coming back because I'm like, I bet at least for a while there will be like substantially more people out. Absolutely. You know, because they're going to be really feeling it. So, yes. Yeah, hopefully there'll be a big resurgence for the DIY DIY vibes. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's start chatting about about music. Um, when did you first start writing songs? Honestly, I started writing. Um, I think my first actual like what I would consider a song um, was probably when I was like eleven, um, maybe twelve, um, and they weren't good. <laughs> but um, I basically like the first song I ever wrote was because this young girl that was on my middle school dance team um, was in a boating accident and couldn't participate um, in the the competition season that oh, wow. year. And I was like, I must write her song. <laughs> so it was like, dance with her soul was like the chorus. It was pretty cringy. I performed yeah. it in front of a bunch of middle, other middle schoolers at like a small local festival. So yeah, that was my first... Um, First song I probably wrote, but honestly, I started writing as something that ended up being very therapeutic for me for that like young part of my life. Uh, and what instrument did you start on? I started on piano. Yeah, cool. very much a keys keys writer at first. As you were like growing up and in high school, did you have like oppor- a lot of opportunities to perform out? Were you doing more like just songwriting in your bedroom type of thing, recording? I mean, I feel like I grew up in um, 
West Virginia in a pretty small city. Um, and the most performing opportunities I was doing by the time I was uh, songwriting was just entering like all the local county fair talent shows. Yeah. (laughs) I was a big county fair talent show person. Like I loved the circuit. I like would get so excited for county fair season because I was like, I'm going to take my keyboard and do like one song tonight. Um, Oh, that's so great. Yeah, that was my vibe. Or like I would play, um, I would do like solos at the little school concerts of original songs, which I'm really grateful that I had teachers. Um, that encouraged me and we're like, yeah, we'll let you sing like a weird 13 year old heartbreak song at the, (laughs) at the concert, you know, just to encourage me. So yeah, those were kind of the opportunities then. And then when I got to high school, I was, um, at a boarding school to study music, uh, which is where like a lot of the tracks we'll listen um, to today came from. Mm -hmm. Um, and they just had concerts and stuff, but it wasn't until I got like maybe to college and out in LA that I was really gigging like a lot. Yeah, same here. I mean, I grew up in like small town, Wisconsin, so I definitely did. I was in a barbershop quartet for a while in high school, and so we definitely Ooh. did like the county fair type of stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, that's awesome. Did you all did do like originals or was it like covers? No, we did like, you know, lollipop, one <gasps> fine day, just like the classics. <laughs> that's awesome. So wait, was it all acapella? Mm-hmm. Did you have costumes? <laughs> we had like t-shirt like matching t-shirts and we had like little scarves for some of it we had like little little earrings my ears aren't pierced so I had like clip-on versions of the earrings (laughs) wait I love that oh my gosh wait I'm it's so weird like again I'm 24 now but I feel like more recently I've been so nostalgic just for like a small town event do you know what I mean just like I want to like I want to sing at a small town event I don't know why (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I've, I've been really nostalgic for that vibe, but that's so cool that you were in a little quartet. That's dope. Oh, yeah. It was so fun. So fun. Well, w- let's uh, get into some of the songs that you sent. Which is the cool. first one that you want to listen to? Let's start with Resist. Okay. <laughs> I'm already embarrassed, but I think <laughs> if, if, uh, if anybody were to actually see a visual of this, they would probably see my face is turning a little bit red. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be great. Is there anything you want to say about it before we listen to it? Um, I'll just say I wrote it when I was 16 mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll maybe give background after we listen to it. <laughs> okay. Great. And so was this re- recorded at school? Um, I think we went off campus to do, um, yeah, to do a recording, but I did play it at the first, like, concert I had to do. Uh-huh. <laughs> this was, like, my high school, boarding school debut. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Holding back from that hint of reality. I'm about to cringe at this part. This part gets cringy. If you could see yourself the my That lyric is supposed to say, if you could see yourself through my eyes, oh, mm-hmm. and it just sounds like asshole every time I sing it. <laughs> and I hear back and I only hear asshole and I'm like, oh God, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a different tone if if you're hearing it that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
us we can't ignore I'm unsure I have you But I'm afraid of more yeah, I, I was like, let me hit him with a riff Yeah, <laughs> dramatic It's drama, drama <laughs> Do you remember if there were particular artists at that time that you wanted to emulate or were listening to a lot? Yeah, I think I was still like a really big fan, um, like of Carol King. Yeah. I think I liked John Legends, Alicia Keys. So yeah, a lot of people. I loved Billy Joel. Anybody like behind a piano just singing. <laughs> yeah. That was my vibe back then. next part gets a little jazzy <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i think i remember like performing this and being like this is gonna get the audience right here <laughs> yeah amazing it's like a little rhythm <laughs> <laughs> Another riff, had to hit him. <laughs> Gotta do it. Oh, you call him a name and I'll be at your command. If you'll be my man, oh, will you be my man? <laughs> I have so much to say about this. Um, <laughs> okay, so now that you and the listeners hopefully will have heard that song. I just want to now provide the context that I wrote that song before I ever had my first real kiss. Mm-hmm. I wrote that song about a guy who opened the door for me <laughs> on like the second day. I am not kidding. He opened the door for me on like the second day of classes, I think my junior year of high school. And I grew up in West Virginia. So I was like, oh my God, like, I've, like, never had, like, a teenage boy, like, open a door for me. I just was, like, taken aback. He had also, like, I think, I'm pretty sure it was a fake British accent that he used while he was at school. What? That's so terrible. (laughs) And, like, I'm almost positive it was not his real um, accent. Right. Um, he was like from Wisconsin or something with a British accent. So everybody after a while was like, this seems, <laughs> yeah, seems, seems wrong. Seems, seems, seems different. That was a time. And then it literally was like, I maybe had picked him to have a crush on for like the duration of me immediately after class going to write this such like such a dramatic song. Mm-hmm. And then like the next day, like I'd spotted somebody different in the cafeteria that I was like, oh, I'm into them. <laughs> but I just, I also remember like. By the time I'd performed this song at like the like the high school concert, um, uh-huh. <laughs> um, I had had a different crush that my friends knew about, and they were like, "Is that about so and so?" And like, I'd honestly had to just go with it because I was embarrassed that I had wrote it about a guy 
like the second day of school right. that I like didn't know. So it's like, yeah, it's definitely about <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely about this guy that I actually have a crush on. Because <laughs> I just yeah, I was just so in my feelings and so dramatic as a as a teenager. So yeah, not not kissed and wrote that about somebody who literally opened a door for me. So that's why I laugh so much because it's it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> that's so funny. I mean, but that's like the kind of thing that you would write about when you're that young, right? Because like not much has like happened to you, right? Often. You right. know, it's like. <laughs> That's the thing that happened. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's just the little, it's the little things that really just cause such yearning for young people, which that it's all it took for me to yearn was a, a door being opened. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get into the next one. What's yeah. the next one we're going to listen to? Let's listen to, um, I think it has two titles, but for we'll call it Found You. I think that's what we named it when I was younger. <laughs> cool. Absolute is temporary. Wishing back for days we wished away. Six feet deep, memories buried. I was really trying to do like the the indie folk duet thing with one of my great friends at, oh, at yeah. high school. In high school. <laughs> Gotta try it. Gotta try. My favorite part about listening to this now is like I don't really know what it's about. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't know what we're singing about. <laughs> Bait was an SAT word I was learning, and so I remember oh, being yeah. super stoked. I slipped that in there. I love that. <laughs> also, what does vibrates my bones mean? I don't know. <laughs> who, who really knows? I think I found you. I think I figured so at the school, did you have, like, access to recording facilities? Like, was there a studio there? Yeah, we did. Um, I think by my senior year, we had um, a little studio in the basement of one of, um, of the cafeteria. It was, like, a basement <laughs> underneath the cafeteria that most of my classes were in. Um, and, yeah, one of those little rooms had, like, a very, like, beginner kind of level studio. Um and I think by the time I was a senior, the next song we'll hear, we recorded at school. Mm. I think this one, we had like a week where we could actually go off campus, like 40 minutes away in Michigan, and record at a very local Michigan studio. So I think this was actually recorded off campus <laughs> um, in, in a live room somewhere. But yeah, it was like part of one of our, one of our classes. That's awesome. It was, it was a really great way to learn how to be in a studio, because it was honestly my first... Like, this recording and the one before it was my first time recording in the studio. Yeah. So, yeah, it helped me It helped me grow, for sure. 
Yeah, I had access to, I took like a recording class in college and then there was, there was a nice recording studio that was like part of our college campus. So yeah. it was very good to be able to like sort of learn and play around in there before like, you know, paying for studio time in the future. It's like nice to have that experience so you can get used to it and get used to like singing like in a vocal booth or whatever. Yes. No, totally. I feel like um, that's definitely something I probably took for granted even then because I didn't realize by the time I got out of high school like how expensive it is to just record for even a day. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow, like we were so lucky to have some of the equipment to just like, yeah, mess around and learn. Yeah. We're truly trying to do like, again, like the... I think this is our attempt at like a Mumford and Sons like big folk like yeah. moment. I think I found you. I think I figured you out. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um okay yeah so i think i think it's called found you we might have even called it temporary absolute like i'm, I'm blanking on which one was the real song title but uh-huh. i wrote that with my friend who was like one of my best friends at the boarding school um christopher bell and while i like look in the lyrics and i'm like oh my god what was i even saying in this song <laughs> like i'm as an adult i'm like i have no idea what this is about but um i feel like just having like the time to write with somebody who was so close to me at that age, like really just helped me grow and like pushed me so much. And he was one of the first people that I felt like I had like a songwriting connection with. I have like, I have a soft spot for those songs just because it's connected to a time in my life where like, I felt like I met someone who like really believed in me and like what I did. And like, just, I was like, I don't know. It was like, it was such, it was so exciting at that age, like 16 or 17 to find someone to like collaborate with. Cause I just like didn't have that where I was from. Um, so yeah, I have a real soft spot for all those songs, but I think it was like also at a time eventually where I was also like, I think I have a crush on him and like was really, um, again, just yearning. I was such a dramatic teenager. And I think I was trying, I think I would sometimes try to slip in lyrics like in our co-writes where it was like, why wait if our fate is foreshadowed? Like oh, we're going to be yeah. together anyways. And it's like, <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> Y'all are not going to be together. <laughs> this is not a thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it just, again, just really, really funny to look back on like what I thought was like, you know, I don't know, just super angsty and like communicating my feelings to like the person I had a crush on. I was like, right. ooh, I'm going to slip it in our song we write. It's like, <laughs> you don't need to do this. <laughs> oh, that's so good. All right, you have one more track for us to listen to here. Yeah, yeah. The floors are littered with eggshells Chipped from the tip of her tongue He is chained to an armchair Watching her sweep his dreams beneath the rug He 
mother's disease. So I think this is around the time I was starting to figure out I wanted to write way more specifically like about my life as a songwriter. Um, and so I think this was like, this was kind of the bridge to me. Like, I feel like this is the bridge between like young high school writing and like starting to figure out what I want my voice to be as like an adult, you know? Yeah. He lives to honestly struggling to remember I think I had some high schoolers maybe playing the instruments in this but then uh -huh. I remember I, I sent it out to a friend I'd met at a camp um, who was a few few years older than me and worked as a producer in New York and I, I, I remember I think he took like the high school recorded tracks and maybe um, pr and produced it I think um, uh -huh. but I, yeah I'm trying to remember if the other people on this were also like high school aged at the time. <laughs> yeah. I remember being so stoked on the, on the bankruptcy lines of the high schooler. I was like, yeah. ooh. <laughs> it is so funny how, like, I remember, too, definitely sometimes coming up with lyric as, like, a younger person and just being like, oh, my gosh, this is, like, so profound. What a cool line I just wrote. Like, I'm a genius. <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> had just learned how to play guitar so I only could play like a few chords um, so you know which means like any song I wrote on guitar was you know harmonically very limited in where it could go <laughs> yeah um, yeah I, I can't remember I might only play like one or two different chords in this whole song <laughs> dramatic I, again I was very I'm still dramatic <laughs> I <laughs> still have a lot of that no totally I still have a lot of big feelings and uh, there's definitely drama still in my music but yeah um so yeah I must have been like se again 17 maybe mm -hmm. maybe 18 when I wrote it um mm -hmm. 
the instrumentation, um, I think I've, like, I still have, like, live band elements and, like, my music as an adult, but I probably, uh, it's, it's pro- I probably would do instru- different um, instrumental choices now, like, looking mm-hmm. back <laughs> on the song. But, yeah, it definitely was, yeah, the first song that I felt, like, at the, at the time, at that age, like, really proud of. I was like, this is finally, <laughs> not that I wasn't, like, excited about the other music I'd, you know, been writing as a young person, like, in the present moment of those times, but... right. Yeah, I feel like when I look back on it, um, I feel I feel less embarrassed and more like, hey, that's like that was one of the stepping stones you took to get to like being twenty four. How you right now? Like it just yeah. Again, it just feels like a bridge from me being like, if you could see yourself through my eyes, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like that. It yeah, it was like a bridge from there to um, where I am now. <laughs> And how would you say that your songwriting process has changed over the years, if at all? I feel like the process is still, honestly, I feel like it's still pretty similar to how I've been writing probably throughout my life. I feel like a lot of my best ideas come late at night. And that's when I was mm-hmm. always writing as a, as even a tween, I would just like stay up past my um, bedtime <laughs> and just screech on the piano downstairs until like 11 p.m. on a school night. Um and I, I still kind of find, like, that's where I get my best music, either it's, like, super late at night or just somewhere, some time of day where it's really quiet. Um, but I will say what's changed is I think I've gotten more specific and more honest in my lyrics. Um, and it's not like every single song is always 100%, like, about my own life, but I feel like I've, I feel like I've gotten stronger at, like, being able to convey an emotion and a story. It feels, like, less uh, vague. Like, as the first two songs, it kind of feels like, hey, I don't really know what's you know, it's, it's might not fully know what's going on. <laughs> right. But I feel like, yeah, that's what's probably changed is I've been less afraid to be like very, very specific about what I'm saying and um, vulnerable in my lyrics. Totally. Yeah. I think like there's a process of like refining and like figuring out what exactly you want to convey, whether or not, I mean, like, you know, it's a song, like people can put any meaning into it that they want to put into it, but like having a clear idea of what you yourself want to convey with the song and like trying to do that in the best way possible, I think is something that like I've definitely, you know, um, learned how to do more. And I feel like it's just like a constant ongoing process. Totally, totally. What are some things you've been listening to lately that you've been enjoying? Yeah, I mean, honestly, today I've really been, like, literally just today, <laughs> um, I've really been li- listening to a lot of Petey. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the song, um, I think it's Don't Tell the Boys. Um, I love that song. I don't know. I just had it on repeat the past few days. Um, and also, I've really been listening to a lot of one of my like close friends, um, one of my best friends, her name's Jensen McRae, and she just put out the most amazing track with X Ambassadors. <laughs> and cool. I've, yeah, it's called Skip the Party. Um, I think it's called Skip the Party. It's either Skip the Party or Skip that Party. But um, yeah, also incredible writing. She's like, she's has, um, I would say like a really like kind of like folk sound in some of her songs, but then uh-huh. she can totally kill it as like, you know, this feels like a little bit more pop. Um, this song she just put out and she she's just like incredible at any genre she like tries on and um yeah definitely listening to a lot of her and then I think I've been going through kind of like getting to know Dolly Parton's older catalog recently um I've been reading her book Song Teller and that's been really inspiring inspiring oh not inspiring inspiring <laughs> um I, I I jumble my words a lot but um yeah it's been inspiring to listen to 
um, and read about her, you know, journey and story as a songwriter. So I really loved going through her old catalog. That's great. Um, well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. This was super fun. And again, thanks for giving me a, a job today. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Waking up and Having to do a podcast was a, was a great way to start the weekend. So thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. You can find a link to Rhett Madison's music in the episode description. And you can find us on Instagram at BadSongwriter and on Twitter at Bad underscore Songwriter. If you've been enjoying the show, we would love it if you could rate, review, subscribe, follow, tell a friend about it, post on social media about us. This really helps us out. If you are a songwriter who's interested in being on the show, you can email me at BadSongwriterPod at gmail.com. Hope you have a good week. Bye.